Hello, and welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. Today, we're going to talk about my framework for living a magical life. This is going to be a super actionable episode where we're going to be diving into the steps and actions you can take to really claim your place as the village witch, okay? So this framework that I teach is the culmination of so many different systems and practices that I've used over the years for myself and for my clients. Um, And it's really bringing together, I think, all of the puzzle pieces into one whole picture of what it really means to live a magical life. So the overarching themes of this framework are that in order to live a magical life, which is going to look different for everyone, we need to embrace self-awareness. We need to flow with the cycles of nature and or our own cycles and rhythms. And we need to embody our practice and embody magic, right? Not allow it to only live in the abstract or intellectual space. So self-awareness, flowing with cycles, and embodying your own magic. These are really the core values of a magical life. And why I'm so passionate about this framework is because it's so adaptable, right? Anybody can work with this. You can apply these principles to just about any form of magic, to just about any practice, because these aren't about how to do magic or how to do ritual. These are about finding your way of making magic, your way of being in connection and relationship with spirit, whatever that looks like and means to you. Okay. So let's go straight in to the action here. So the magical life framework is something that I've taught in parts and pieces in lots of different programs over the years. Um, portions are portions are things I taught in my very first course on discovering your spiritual practice. Um, portions are things I taught in my program Self Care Sorcery, which is an old program um, that's not available anymore. Things from all different years, all different eras of the Loop and Hollow brand. And they've really come together, all together, finally, in one place in my signature program, the Starlight Coven Inner Circle. So I'm going to share with you this nine-step framework, um, and I'm also going to share with you as an example of how to put some of these things into practice, how I teach them inside the inner circle, okay? So the first part of the framework is about embracing self-awareness, and there are three main ways that I recommend you do this. Number one is nourishing your intuition, right? When we say you need to trust your intuition, what we're really saying is you need to learn to trust yourself, right? You need to learn how your intuition uniquely speaks through you because everyone has a different relationship with their intuition. Some people feel their intuition in their gut. Some people feel it as a physical sensation. Some people feel it as this like flash of inspiration, right? And so you need to learn what that Uh, source of your intuition actually is. How does it flow through you? Um, Because if you don't trust your intuition and you therefore don't trust yourself, 
then it's really, really difficult, I would say impossible, to create a spiritual practice that you can be consistent with because you're going to be choosing things that aren't in alignment for you, right? So we think that the the thing we struggle with most in our practice is we have a hard time sticking with anything, right? That's where we think the consistency problem is. But the real problem, the real root of why we can't stick with anything is because we're very often choosing things that are not in alignment for us. Right, we're choosing a practice because our friend liked it, or because someone we follow online likes to do this, or because it sounded like something we were supposed to do as a witch, right? But it wasn't actually in alignment. So trusting your intuition is the first step in embracing self-awareness and the first step in living a magical life. Now, what does it actually mean to nourish your intuition, right? If you don't really trust your intuition, or if you don't trust it all the time, or if you just don't even know what it sounds like or feels like, right? Where do you, where's the actionable, actionable item there, right? So the actionable item here is to start doing intuitive practices, practices that allow you to listen to your intuition. So some examples of that include dream work, um, dream journaling, really a fabulous practice for tapping into your direct source of intuition without a middleman. Um, Working with divination tools like tarot and oracle cards and runes, right? Any practices like this can help you to almost by like association, right? You get a card, it has certain images, it has certain words on it. It's associated with certain meanings and that triggers you to know what's going to come up, right? It's going to trigger something to come up for you in answer to whatever your question is. That's really how divination tools work um, is they help us to tap into what we already know very often. At least that's part of how they work. So any of these intuitive practices where we're really just spending time paying attention to the signs that come through, the messages that come through, and listening to ourselves, right? This is step number one. Um, Now, this season in the inner circle um, for fall 2023, when I'm recording this, um, we are deep diving into divination practices and intuition. So we've been talking about dream journaling and doing some of that. We've been talking about asking for messages from the ancestors. We've been doing tarot spreads um, and just like little actionable things every week. Um, where I just share something that's coming through either astrologically or intuitively for me, what we need to focus on. Um, So this is a really big focus, I would say in general, but especially right now. Now, the second step in embracing self-awareness in the framework here is learning about your astrology chart. So your astrology chart is such an incredibly powerful source of information about yourself. Your astrology chart is a map or a snapshot of the stars, of the planets at the moment that you were born. And it contains information about every part of your life. It contains information about how you show up in your relationships, how you communicate, what makes you feel safe or unsafe, um, how your intuition speaks through you, where your deepest sources of magic and power and transformation lie, right? You can use your chart to understand endless things about yourself, right? You guys have heard me talk about astrology many times. You know I'm very, very passionate about it. Um, But in this context, it can be incredibly powerful and helpful as well because 
understanding how you are uniquely cosmically designed is going to help you narrow down which practices and rituals are actually in alignment for you, right? As I said, we think our consistency problem is, oh, I just can't stick with anything. But that's a symptom, not the cause, not the source, right? It's because we're choosing things that are out of alignment, either out of alignment or out of integrity in some way with who we are, or we're just choosing things that don't make sense for our life, right? We're trying to do hour-long rituals when we've only got 10 minutes to spare. And so looking at your astrology chart is going to help us with that first part, right? It's going to help you know who you are. So you look to your moon to understand how your intuition is flowing through you um, and how you can cultivate safety in your practice. Look to the sign in your sixth house um, or the asteroid Vesta to understand how your rituals need to be structured so that you feel lit up by them, right? Look to your sun sign. Um, that's the one you probably know off the top of your head if you don't know the others. Um, look to your sun sign to understand how your practice needs to light you up, how it needs to feel joyful and fun. Um, because if something doesn't feel fun, if it doesn't feel, if it feels like an obligation, we're again, not going to stick with it. So understanding and learning about your astrology chart is a really, really important and so wildly, shockingly accurate and useful tool that you can use to embrace self-awareness in your practice and in so many other ways. And working with your chart is a huge part of what I teach inside the inner circle. Um, we have a workshop every month where we look at a particular part of your chart and we relate that to a particular practice. So, you know, we're looking at Oracle cards. And so we're going to go dig into an intuitive part of your chart and understand how do you most naturally work with Oracle cards, right? We're getting really specific. It's very fun um, and really informative. It's a really great way to personalize your practice. Now, the third step of embracing self-awareness here is shadow work. So shadow work is one of the most important and one of the very few essentially universal practices in witchcraft. There are no rules in witchcraft and there is nothing that you have to do um, and there's nothing that you can't do. But shadow work is one of those things that kind of transcends a lot of boundaries. Shadow work is really about facing the darkness, right? Which as witches, we are not here to only be in the light and to only manifest and call in good things, right? We're here to do those things. We're here to make change and have an impact for ourselves and others, but we're also here to face the darkness. That is part of being a witch. And we have a whole podcast episode recently um, that I did all about what is shadow work, how to practice it. So I'm not going to go super deep into this here. Go and listen to that other episode. Um, it was really good if I do say so myself. But basically shadow work is the process of first becoming aware, right? Self-awareness, becoming aware of a shadow, which is a block or a limiting belief, uh, becoming aware that it exists, then acknowledging that it exists, which are two separate things, awareness and acknowledgement, then working to the, the work of shadow work often is working to understand what that shadow is, where it came from, what the source of it is, um, and what our true feeling and true perspective on that situation is. And then finally, we have a choice. We can either release that shadow, say this is no longer true for me, 
We can integrate it and reframe it, say that actually this thing that I always thought was a shadow or I thought was a quote unquote bad thing is actually a gift, is actually a superpower and I'm going to integrate it. Um, or we can do magic around it. We can transmute it, right? We can take something that was not serving us, something that was negative in some way and turn it into a superpower. Um, and like I said, in the, the shadow work episode, the how to practice shadow work episode, um, I believe it's episode one of this new season, um, is a really great deep dive into how to actually do all of that. But the reason why shadow work is such an important step in this framework is because yes, we are here to face the darkness and to be unafraid of the darkness as witches, but we're also here to make sure that we uh, are really facing that within ourselves, right? It's not necessarily about facing that within the world. That can be part of it. And for some people, it's an important part of their witchcraft. But when I say facing the darkness, I really mean within ourselves, right? To find and be aware of where some of our gifts we've been told are not good for us or not good for others um, when that's not actually true. And to also be aware of where we're not showing up in total integrity or where we're not um, showing up from our deepest magic, right? So this first part of the framework, the first three steps are to learn to trust your intuition and continually nourish it to work with your astrology chart to understand who you are as a person and as a witch, and to practice shadow work to face and embrace that darkness within. Now, I will say that although this is a nine-step framework, um, and in some ways it is a powerful thing to work through from beginning to end, it's also something that we will circle back to many times, right? Um, you're continually nourishing your intuition. You're continually coming back to shadow work. Um, and there is always something new to discover in your chart, right? Okay, so the second part of the framework here is uh, flowing with the cycles of nature. Um, now, this is something I think a little bit more specific and personal to my practice and to the way that I teach. You do not have to work with any of these cycles, but I find that a lot, a lot, a lot of witches do. Um, so whether you work with one of the cycles I'm going to talk about or all of them or others, um, cycles is an important part of magic for a lot of people. So if this doesn't resonate, that's totally fine. Um, so the cycles of nature that I work with, that I teach, um, and that I highly recommend are to work with the seasons, which are the cycles of the sun, the moon phases, which are obviously the cycles of the moon, and astrology, which are the cycles of the planets. And these are all three cycles that I work with very closely and deeply myself, and that I uh, teach in the inner circle. So the cycles of the seasons, right? This is both the movement of the sun through the zodiac, um, moving through the 12 signs every year, which also correspond to the wheel of the year, which are the four seasons, um, the solstices and equinoxes, and the cross-quarter days or fire festivals in between. Um, and we have super deep dive podcast episodes on all eight festivals in the wheel of the year. So definitely go and check those out. We're going to reference back to a lot of episodes today. Um, but the wheel of the year or the zodiac 
zodiacal year or whatever cycles of the seasons you prefer to work with, um, they're all interrelated. So you can really mix and match or work with them all as one thing. Um, and the cycles of the seasons give us so much context for where we're at in our personal cycles, right? Because we have these personal seasons. We have times of the year where we have more energy and times when we have less. And the seasons can be a really beautiful reflection of that, especially when you dig into how they affect you personally. The cycles of the moon do the same thing for us, um, but on a monthly basis instead of on a yearly basis, right? And so the lunar cycle or the moon phases is a really a beautiful gift every month to understand our moods and our energy and our emotions, right? The sun has this like kind of overarching energy, right? It's, it's our days where the moon is really more specifically about our emotions and our intuition and our energy. It's about our nights, right? And so the moon, as it changes zodiac signs every two and a half days, as it moves every week into different phases, um, can really reflect how our energy ebbs and flows as well. And so flowing with those cycles and knowing where we're at within them can be really very powerful. Um, and you'll notice that although we've moved into the next part of the framework, we're also really still talking about self-awareness, right? Awareness of self and awareness of the earth, awareness of the world. These are incredibly potent tools that we have available to us as witches. So working with these cycles can really help you to understand where you're at and where you're at in relation to the world around you. Now, the third cycle is the cycles of the planets or astrology or what we call planetary transits. So this is the planets moving through the 12 signs of the zodiac. And as the planets change signs, as they turn retrograde, they also have their own cycles, right? Each planet is in its own part of its cycle. And so one of the things I love about this is that when you layer these cycles together, they reflect the complexity of who we really are, right? And where we're at, that we're never just in one cycle. And you can even layer in other cycles, right? If you have a menstrual cycle, you can layer that in. There are so many different pieces of this that you can work with. Um, and although it might sound a little overwhelming to like, oh my gosh, how can I work with all of those things, right? They're actually all one and the same thing. So the festivals in the wheel of the year all occur when the sun is in particular zodiac signs. Um, and each of those festivals also occurs uh, when the close to a particular new moon in a particular zodiac sign and a full moon in a particular zodiac sign. Um, and then we layer the planets into that as well, right? So they're actually all much more interconnected than they seem. And that is a huge, huge part of what I teach in the Starlight Coven Inner Circle is these three cycles, how they um, are integrated into one another, how they correlate with one another, and more importantly, how they may be reflected in your own life based on your own chart, right? So we have a lot of different resources, um, weekly, monthly, seasonal resources 
about these different cycles, um, not only to you know keep you up to date and informed on which cycles we're in, but to help you relate it back to your own life and relate it back to your own chart. So a lot of the resources that I provide in the inner circle are really centered around these cycles. Okay, now the third and final part of the framework is embodiment, right? So embodying your magical life means taking all of this information we've just excavated and putting it into practice, right? So you've, through these six steps, right, you've learned a lot about yourself and you've learned a lot about magic and about the world around you, right, through the different cycles of nature. And now we want to make sure we're taking that out of the abstract, we're taking it out of the intellectual, we're not just being little knowledge dragons, but we're really truly um, digging in, right? So the first part of embodiment is to discover your pillars, okay? So this is about having a holistic practice. So one of the things that I teach is that we all have these foundational practices, what I call pillars, um, that are truly the most essential and supportive parts of your spirituality, okay? And there are five categories of these. So there are practices that nourish the mind and your mental health. There are practices that nourish the body and that you know nourish your physical health and or that help you feel grounded in your body. There are practices that nourish your intuition, since that is an ongoing practice. There are practices that help you feel connected to nature. Um, and there are practices that help you um, express and experience devotion to help you feel connected to something larger than yourself. Okay, And so I find that we all have one or two foundational practices that fit into each of these categories. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to narrow your practice to these like, you know, five to 10 things and never do anything else ever again. Not at all. In fact, that's the next part of the framework. But it does mean that if you really reflect on it and you really dig deep, there are probably a few things that have always been there if you've been practicing for a long time. For me, those are oracle cards, um, tea, uh, working with the seasons and the moon, right? These are the really foundational parts of my practice. Um, there are other things I use at different times or I work with at different times, like, um, you know, sometimes I'm really working with essential oils. Sometimes I'm really connecting with ancestors, right? But these aren't as foundational to my practice. And we can allow things to ebb and flow and come and go. We can allow ourselves to experiment without feeling like we're not sticking with something, right? To come back to that. When we have this foundation, we know this is my foundation. These are the practices that are essential to me. And that gives us the freedom to explore other things without losing the foundation, right? Because a lot of times what happens is we get a practice that's flowing, that's working for us. We get interested in something else. We bring that in. We replace something that we already, we're already doing with it, or we try to do too much. And suddenly we're not doing any of it anymore, right? because somewhere along the line, something got out of alignment. And so having your foundational practices, number one, it helps that not happen anymore because you can explore and play with lots of different things without losing your base. And number two, 
It's also really helpful because, well, I would say it also helps you just to know yourself, right? It helps you to know what you actually need, which is so, so useful. Um, And it can also be really great for having a holistic practice, right? If you've ever felt like your practice is kind of imbalanced um, or it's like all shadow work or it's all light work, right, quote unquote, or it's all about deities, but you don't feel like you're really taking care of yourself, for example, um, you know, you, your practice might be a little bit imbalanced. Maybe you're all in the devotion side, but you're not caring for your mental health or you're all in the uh, like physical embodiment side, but you're not really connecting to your intuition. And so having knowing what your practices are in these different pillars, these different categories can help you have a holistic practice that's really foundational, that really supports you. Now, the next piece um, of the framework of the next piece of embodiment is to put all of this into practice, right? So you explore, you know, what are your pillars and, you know, allow them to change if they need to, but really figuring out what's foundational. And then you can use those and use all of this information and awareness you have about yourself to create rituals that you truly can stick with, that you truly can be consistent with, right? So the second piece here is creating your rituals, actually doing the thing, right? We don't want to be little knowledge dragons just sitting on our information. Witchcraft is a craft. It is a practice. Now, the last piece of the framework is evolution, because although I do find it's true that once you identify your pillars, a lot of them won't change very much over time. They might shift and get tweaked a little bit, but they're truly foundational, right? Um, So a lot of them don't necessarily change a lot, but there is always evolution. There might be evolution of your pillars and there will definitely be evolution of your rituals and evolution of your self-awareness of what you know about yourself, what you know you need, what you know you want. And so a huge, huge part of actually being consistent with your spiritual practice means allowing your practice to evolve. You're never going to come up with a ritual that checks all the boxes that you're going to do 365 days a year for the rest of your life. That's not realistic. And it's not actually what being truly consistent means, especially not consistent in a way that's in alignment with your own cycles because we're not robots, right? We are in cycles and so will our rituals. Our rituals will evolve and go through cycles too. So in the inner circle, right, a lot of it is about embodiment. It's about having the community and the accountability to really support you in taking this into practice, right? Putting it into practice. Um, We have a lot of resources that are just designed to make it easier for you, right? I'm delivering things to you on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, right to your phone, right to your email, um, so that it's really easy to engage with your practice, um, which is one thing that can, you know, really help. But it's also about the community. It's about having this intimate space where you can ask questions, you can get support, you can, you know, brainstorm and bounce things off of other witches. um, And you can really have the accountability to allow yourself to evolve, to not be so hard on yourself, 
to dig into that shadow work, even if you're, you know, feeling a little resistant to it. Um, you know, all of these things that can kind of keep us from being consistent, having community and accountability and easy, accessible resources can be really helpful in making sure that we are staying consistent and we are embodying the magical life that we so desire, right? So just to recap the magical life framework. So we have embracing self-awareness through intuition, astrology, and shadow work. We have flowing with the cycles of nature, especially the seasons, the moon, and the planets. Um, And we have embodying that magical life through creating a holistic practice, using that to create rituals, and allowing those rituals to evolve. So I hope this has been inspiring for you. Um, This definitely isn't like a, you know, nine-step checklist where you're just going to check the boxes and then your magical life is going to be all set, right? It's very much something you need to lean into for yourself and to discover, you know, what do each of these steps mean for you? How do they fit into your own life and your own practice? But I would love to hear about that. Um, You know, please do share, um, whether it's on Instagram or um, I think you can reply to the podcast, at least maybe on Spotify. Um, not not sure how that works, but there are many ways you can reach me. Um, I would love to hear, um, you know, privately or publicly, like how this framework is really showing up for you or how it's helping you shift your perspective on what it means to be consistent. Um, so please do come and share those things. And if you're interested in the Starlight Coven Inner Circle, um, we are open for enrollment. And if you join us by Friday, October 13th, 2023, which is a particularly magical day in and of itself, it's Friday the 13th, which is associated with goddess energy, the day before a uh, solar eclipse in Libra, which is ruled by Venus, so a very goddessy time, um, and a very transformative time with the eclipse there. But anyway, if you join us by Friday, October 13th, you are going to get free bonus access to my Inner Witch Soul Discovery video series, um, which is $147 value. And the uh, video series is all about really delving into who you are as a witch. Um, It's digging into some of these themes of embracing self-awareness. So that's going to be really helpful for you um, as you get started in the community. And as a Starlight Coven Inner Circle member, you get access to our daily text messages, our weekly emails. Um, You get to join me for a weekly Q&A in our community where you can ask me anything at all about your practice, your own chart, retrogrades, eclipses, etc. Um, you get to join us for all of our monthly calls. We have monthly coaching calls, monthly new moon rituals with all different guests. Um, and we also have a, um, a monthly magical workshop, as I shared earlier, where we dig into all different magical topics and relate them back to your chart. You get our monthly PDF guide, what I call the Celestial Alchemy Guide, which has um, 25 pages every month of profiles on goddesses and crystals and plants, uh, recipes, affirmations, mini rituals, much more. Um, And you also get our seasonal resources. We have a seasonal digital magazine that you get free access to, um, and we have seasonal rituals as well. Um, And in addition to everything that you get on an ongoing basis, you also get access to our huge library of over four years worth of workshops and resources and all sorts of things that I've put together in this really special space. So you get access to everything, everything that you need, um, as well 
well as, of course, our private community. So we have our private Slack uh, workspace, um, which is sort of like a more private Facebook group if you're not familiar with Slack, um, but it's a really great community. Um, I share additional resources in there. As I said, this season, we're really digging into working with intuition. Um, so I share additional prompts. I share audio horoscopes. Um, everything audio that I share there has a transcript. Um, so it's a, just a really great space. You really get access to things on a very regular basis um, to support you in your practice. So come and join us in the Starlight Coven Inner Circle. Um, it is available for $249.95 per month or $2,500 per year. If you join us at the annual rate, you get two months free, which is a great deal. Um, and as I said, if you join us by October 13th, 2023, um, you're going to get that bonus of the Inner Witch Soul Discovery video series. So come and join us just in time for Samhain. Um, this is a really magical time of year to commit to your practice in this way. And I can't wait to welcome you into the inner circle. The link to come and join us is in the show notes. Um, and I can't wait to see you there.